Welcome to the H1B Guy podcast, and thank you for downloading or streaming the H1B Guy podcast. This is an audio-only version of the H1B Guy news for the week ending May 28, 2021, originally posted on YouTube. The H1B Guy podcast is proudly sponsored by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital perm ads since 2001, and by Path to Canada, the ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. The H-1B Guy here, and today, the H-1B Guy news for the week ending May 28, 2021. Today, I'll cover approve H-1Bs and LCAs for six years, additional H-2B visas made available, and the H-1B process continues to evolve. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you, if you have not already, to please subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube and like this video so that I can continue to produce more content like this for you. I also wanted to mention the H1B Guy offers a variety of consulting services. I help businesses and individuals solve complex work authorization issues in the recruitment process while bringing awareness to employment-based immigration benefits. If I can help you, please reach out. I'd love to hear how. Today's news is brought to you by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital perm ads and local job postings since 2001. And by Path to Canada. Path to Canada provides an ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OPT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B and Path to Canada is your answer. Well, it was definitely a slow news week, and the biggest news of the week was shared by Charlie Oppenheim during his Chats with Charlie episode 3, where he informed us of the fact that 290,000 employment-based green cards will be available for fiscal year 2022. Whether or not USCIS can process all the number usage is the question that begs answering. Now, the news. May 20th, 2021, in a blog post by David Beer, written for Cato Institute, titled, USCIS and DOL should grant H-1B petitions and LCAs for six years. Quote, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS, should amend its regulations to grant H-1B status for up to six years, and the Department of Labor, DOL, should restart granting labor condition applications for up to six years. Even though the law envisions employment of at least six years, DOL and USCIS regulations limit LCA and petition approvals to no more than three years. Filing for an extension after three years is an unnecessary and expensive burden. Employers and workers suffer unjust costs and potential delays, and USCIS and DOL are burdened with additional reviews of materials that they have already reviewed and approved. In 2020, H-1B workers and employers had to file more than 320,000 extension requests. DOL and DHS have never affirmatively justified the three-year limit on LCAs and petitions, and DOL previously permitted longer approvals. In 1991, DOL issued regulations implementing the Immigration Act of 1990 that authorized a labor condition application for the period of employment up to six years. But in 1994, DOL reduced the validity period to no longer than three years. 
H-1B extension requests are still routinely granted for the vast majority of applicants, 94% in 2020, and extension approval rates will increase more after USCIS's April 2021 policy manual update that instructs officers to give deference to prior determinations when adjudicating extension requests involving the same parties and facts. Indeed, there is no longer any basis for defining coming temporarily to mean less than six years now that Congress has explicitly stated otherwise. Thus, Congress has overturned the original basis of USCIS's three-year petition limit, and DOL has already stated that the three-year limit for LCAs was only necessary because of the INS's regulation, while acknowledging it could impose burdens on applicants and the agency. Well, here's some common sense reform suggestion by David Beer. Unfortunately, the legal and filing fees involved in H-1B extensions are far too valuable to USCIS, DOL, and several other entities. What's really crazy to comprehend is that the policy of a three-year maximum approval date, it really dates itself over 30 plus years, if not more. Think about that. While the burden falls heavily on the individual beneficiary, it is also felt by the petitioning employer. The constant cycle of extensions and amendments is costly. Yesterday during the H-1B Guy Live, my friend, uh, excuse me, Wednesday during the H-1B Guy Live, my friend Syed mentioned uh, he was on his fifth H-1B extension. As I calculated, that's over $10,000 in filing fees for the petitioner, and that cost can be doubled if you add in legal fees. We have to continue the conversation and bring attention to issues like these that can simply be solved with common sense. May 21st, 2021. In a news release on USCIS.gov titled U.S. Departments of Homeland Security and Labor Issued Joint Rule Supplementing H-2B Visa Cap. Quote, the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, and the Department of Labor have published a joint temporary final rule making available an additional 22,000 H-2B temporary non-agricultural guest worker visas for fiscal year 2021 to employers who are likely to suffer irreparable harm without these additional workers. Of the supplemental visas, 6,000 are reserved for nationals of the Northern Triangle countries of Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala. DHS first announced a planned supplemental increase of 22,000 visas for the H-2B Temporary Non-Agricultural Worker Program on April 20, 2021. The supplemental H-2B visa allocation consists of 16,000 visas available only to returning H-2B workers from one of the last three fiscal years, so fiscal year 2018, fiscal year 2019, or fiscal year 2020, and 6,000 visas from the Northern Triangle Nationals, which are exempt from the returning worker requirement. This rule incorporates several key provisions to ensure adequate safeguards for U.S. workers and H-2B workers. The rule requires that employers take additional steps to recruit U.S. workers and provides for portability, which allows H-2B workers already in the U.S. to begin employment with a new H-2B employer or agent once USCIS receives a timely filed non-frivolous H-2B petition. But before the petition is approved, 
portability enables H2B workers to change employers more quickly if they encounter unsafe or abusive working conditions. DHS and DOL will also conduct a significant number of post-adjudication reviews to ensure compliance with the program's requirements. Starting May 25th, eligible employers who have already completed a test of USCIS labor market to verify that there are no U.S. workers who are willing, qualified, or able to perform the seasonal non-agricultural work can file Form I-129 Petition for Non-Immigrant Worker to seek additional H-2B workers. They must submit an attestation with the petition to demonstrate their business is likely to suffer irreparable harm with a supplemental workforce, without a supplemental workforce. Additional details on eligibility and filing requirements are available in the temporary final rule and the temporary increase to H-2B non-immigrant visas for fiscal year 2021 webpage. While this channel very rarely discusses the H-2 visa, I know this comes as welcome news to many employers um, in the non-agricultural space who require temporary and seasonal workers and just really desperately need labor, i.e. human capital. Reserving 6K for the Northern Triangle, Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala is also a first. Uh, you may recognize these countries as part of the monthly forecast for my visa bulletin predictions as I predict EB4 final action dates and dates of filing for Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala. Adding the portability rule to the H-2B visa is a huge step in saving time and money for beneficiaries and petitioners both. It's going to be interesting, though, to see whether or not President Biden's administration will seek to increase the annual H-1B allotment during their first term. As I imagine, that will be quite controversial if and when that occurs. May 27, 2021, in an article written by Eli Morocco for Industry Week titled, The H-1B Visa Process is Getting Easier and Tougher. Quote, during a year of turmoil, tragedy, and political change, it is perhaps not surprising that the H-1B visa program has been a hot topic. The H-1B visa allows U.S. employers to provide employment opportunities for a limited number of foreign workers in specialty occupations, including opportunities across the manufacturing industry. At a time when pandemic-driven changes and economic volatility are introducing new complexities into an already challenging employment landscape, Understanding the latest trends and development in H-1B utilization and how this specialized policy could impact manufacturing professionals is more critical than ever. The overall number of H-1B applications appears to be up this year. Those who submitted lottery registrations but have not been notified of results can continue to hold out hope. USCIS has indicated potential for many of the allotted numbers going unused due to denials and even some who may have violated the prohibition against filing more than one registration by each employer per worker. An announcement of a second chance drawing from the pool of March applicants is expected soon. Last year it was held in July. The NIE issue is especially problematic given that the NIE option, uh, natural interest exception, uh, has become an increasingly common recourse of necessity for manufacturers that have already been impacted by H-1B restrictions in recent years. Despite the challenges, the policy landscape for next year is actually looking more favorable for H-1B applicants and the companies that sponsor them. In fact, in May of 2021, USCIS announced that it will reinstate a previously abandoned policy of giving deference to its own prior decisions, meaning renewals of previously approved H-1B applications to now be streamlined. 
Moving forward, applicants would be smart to control what they can, meet the criteria, meet the deadlines, fill out and submit the applications and seek out sound legal advice as needed. Well, as someone who launched a platform and a consulting company built around the H-1B visa and other employment-based preferences, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, this is 100% accurate. I've talked about how electronic filing for the HCAP lottery moved the cheese tremendously on how H-1B visas are now obtained. I will also say that we are at a breaking point between the America First, Higher American faction and high-skilled immigrants mired in a decade-long backlog that has been steadily growing in many corners of the internet during the pandemic era. I get asked a lot about a second lottery, and here's the beginning of the media coverage that's speculating if and when it's going to happen. As I've stated, I don't think there will be one, but maybe. If the maybe occurs, I estimate that there will be somewhere between two to 5,000 available, making the probability of being selected in the second lottery somewhere in the range of 2%. Hopefully, an electronic filing rollout of new and existing H-1B forms is in USCIS's future. That just feels like a no-brainer. For the full post on the H-1B Guy News for the week ending May 28th, 2021, please check out the H-1BGuy.com. And a reminder that today's news was brought to you by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital permads since 2001. This national job board network provides recruitment websites in 1,024 major U.S. metro areas. Each local job board is its own portal and is a low-cost resource for immigration recruitment ads for all industries and professions with a flat price of $225 per ad regardless of which city you choose. RecruiterNetworks.com has been the number one place for immigration attorneys, immigration ad agencies, and employers to meet the DOL requirements for the digital portion of the PERM advertisement rules. RecruiterNetworks.com. Tell them the H-1B guy sent you. And the news is also brought to you by Path to Canada. Path to Canada provides an ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OPT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B and Path to Canada is your answer. They will help you navigate the process. And if you're interested in finding out more, please be sure to click the link in the video description below. Just wanted to ask you again to please like this video, subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube, and click the bell for notifications so that you're notified anytime we post new content here to this channel. If you've made it this far, I just wanna say thank you for taking the time to watch my video. I really appreciate your support. The H1B Guy. Your global source for all things H-1B.